I want to talk to you about the seed principle. You're already tapped into it. You're giving already. But not just with money, though. Is that all right? Because the seed principle is really how we tap into the reality of the kingdom. And as you know, we're teaching the series right now. The kingdom is, right? Well, if we're really to experience now on a daily basis, second by second, hour by hour, it comes through the seed principle. This is making sense. So go to Matthew. You, sh you that have your tablets, your phones, or your hard copy, Matthew 13, it says this. That day Jesus went out of the house and was sitting by the sea, and a large crowd gathered to him. So he got into the boat and sat down, and the whole crowd was standing on the beach, and he spoke many things to them in parables. And this is to fulfill the prophecy now in Isaiah. Jesus spoke this way on purpose. Because the kingdom has to be seek. You have to really want it. And I believe Pastor Chris pointed that out. It's like a treasure, right? And then you and I are supposed to be treasure hunters. In other words, the kingdom just not given out to anyone. You have to want it. He that hungers and thirsts for righteousness shall be filled. So nudge the person next to you. So I think he's talking to you right now. <laughs> How hungry are you? Because, see, religion offers you something that can uh, cause us to miss out now on the reality of the kingdom. Because we can get into a routine where we come to church on a Sunday or whenever we meet on a midweek and we go through the worship experience, we hallelujah, we greet each other. But then when we leave that moment, are you, we're waiting for the next time where we can come again. And the kingdom is not like that. The kingdom should be day to day. Is this making sense? So Jesus now in this parable now is really parallel, paralleling a natural law of seed time and harvest to the introduction and implementation of the kingdom. Remember, Jesus is the kingdom. And when he was here, he was introducing the kingdom. And so his teachings now is to connect you and I to the reality of the kingdom. So that we can experience it, not just in a moment of worship, but day to day. Living out these standards, these principles. How many of y'all getting this so far? Amen. I know I'm rushing, but that's what to, to calm down, Pastor. Dunkin' Donuts not going anywhere. <laughs> Verse 3, and he spoke many things to them in a parable, saying, Behold, the sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell beside the road, the wayside. And the birds came and ate them up. Others fell on rocky places where they did not have much soil. And immediately they sprang up because they had no depth of soil. But when the sun had risen, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. <clears throat> others fell among the thorns, and the thorns came up and choked them. And others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. Now, that's the person next to you say, I think he's talking to you again. 
Now, there's three elements that is identified by Christ in this parable that we want to focus on this morning. Three things that's going to help now for us to implement kingdom, the, the standard of living in the kingdom. See, you and I, our citizenship, even though we are Americans, our citizenship is really in heaven. Go ahead and listen. They say, yeah, he's talking. It's okay to say amen. And that's not to give any disloyal to, to America, but really you and I are immigrants. We are foreigners. We've been, catch this, catch this, seeded into the earth by God into America to make impact and influence in America policy, standards of living, culture. Amen. See, that's what the kingdom is about. The kingdom is about bringing an impact and changing what we are in to what heaven is. I wish I had an excited church. <laughs> so three, three elements that Jesus identified. And these, these three elements are so key now into you and I living day-to-day kingdom. He said the sower, the seed, and the soil. The sower seed in the soil. Now you should know there's really nothing wrong with the seed. Go to Luke 8. Luke chapter 8 real quickly. And in this parable, Christ is identifying himself as the sower of the word of God. That makes sense? So there's nothing wrong with the seed. So if we're not experiencing the seed, then we must check the soil. Because in order for the seed of the kingdom to have the impact and influence, it based on and determined by the condition of the soil. Is this making sense? That's why he said, let him that have ears hear. Now let's think about that for a moment. Wait a minute. Did those people not have ears? Do you and I not have ears? So what is he alluding to? That it is possible for you to have ears and hear and still not get it. Now, wives, you should understand this, right? Right? Come on, say amen. This is your time. This is your time. Any girlfriends in here? Because right now it's football season. Right. And it is possible for you to come in and start talking to us and we hear you, but we didn't hear you. Say man, because you have trained us because you said, did you hear what I said? Somebody say man. Well, that's what Jesus is talking about, that it is even possible for you to be here right now. Hearing the word and really not get it. Because Proverbs tells us you have to be attentive. This listening thing is really a dynamic thing, but it requires effort. You really have to be focused. You know, that when the wife come in in the middle of the game, right there on the fourth down to see if they're going to score. Babe, I got something. You're like, oh, God, no. So if we're not experiencing now 
what Jesus comes to offer us in the kingdom. And it's not just salvation. Salvation gets you in. Jesus at the door to the kingdom. But once you're in the kingdom, now he's expecting you to experience it, to live it. You are the light in the salt of the earth. So that means there's an experience that we are supposed to be having and others that come in contact with us is supposed to experience this dynamic and wonderful kingdom. Amen. This is making sense. How many of y'all are sci-fi, uh, sci-fi buffs? How many of y'all like sci-fi? You that didn't raise your hand, let's pray. Oh, I, just, anyway. I love sci-fi. How many of you ever seen the movie Green Lantern? Right? That's a powerful movie, isn't it? That he is chosen to represent another entity, to be a protector, to bring a value and a standard to the earth that the earth does not have. And in that scene, you know, when, his, when earth is being under attack by the enemy, he goes to the other country to the country he's representing, to plead his case for help. Somebody said, I'm getting this, Pastor. Go ahead, go ahead, I'm with you. And the person that tried to nod off, nudge him, said, wake up. He goes now to plead for help. And in that scene now, we can see how we are supposed to be able to experience the kingdom just like that. Our world is under attack. Our world is suffering. Our world is hurting. And where is the kingdom to bring the answers and the resources that is needed? It's in you and I. Because God has seeded now. Now catch this. This seeding principle is throughout the scripture. Go to, uh, did I tell y'all to go to somewhere? Look, I did, right? Thank y'all for being paying attention. Luke 8. Look at verse 11. And Luke's give this. He says that, now this parable is this, the seed is the word of God. So God's word is perfect. It works. There's nothing wrong with the word. If it's not working, if God's word is not working in day-to-day living, then we got to check the soil. That makes sense? Now, I want you to go to Genesis quickly. Genesis 8. Take your time, preacher. You got, you got 10 minutes. <laughs> you can do this in 10 minutes. Say the seed principle. See, 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 God didn't invade the earth. He seeded. He got Christ here through the process of seeding Christ. He seeded Christ into the earth. In Genesis 3.15, his first announcement of the seed coming. And then from Genesis on, all the way through the whole Testament, he uses men and women to prophesy about this seed that's going to come. Does this make sense? And this is how the kingdom operates now. If you and I to experience it, yes, worship is great. We worship is great, but we're talking about day-to-day living How do we live day to day with victory? How do we live now as though we are really kingdom citizens? Then I have to see the word into my life. If I need healing, I need the seed of the word. 
I need to seed what the word says about him. If I need deliverance, I need the seed of the word. It's the word now that brings the transformation to my soul and my mind. Somebody say amen. amen. Nudge your neighbor and say, are you getting this? Are you really? Come on. Look at them. See, some of you are not even looking at each other. That's what I mean. We're not even. You're supposed to nudge them and look at them and say, are you listening? <laughs> Genesis 8:22. <laughs> While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. And so God compares now us receiving and being impacted and influenced by the kingdom that Jesus came to introduce and implement through the seed of his word. So if we want to see true transformation, where we're not just having religious moments, but we're living kingdom 24-7. It comes through the seed of the word. How many of y'all getting this so far? That means I got to saturate my life with the word of God. That I ain't got time to hear what Phil has to say, Oprah has to say, the talking heads have to say, the celebrity, the Kardashian. I don't have time. I need to hear the word, because the word is what's going to bring the transformation to my soul. Amen. Now, for you to really understand that, when you and I first made Jesus the Lord, when we seeded salvation into our hearts, our spirit now, which was dead, came alive. And Paul comes along in 2 Corinthians five seventeen and said, we are new creation. Are you listening? But our souls, our minds did not change. Our bodies did not change. And our soul pretty much consists of our mind, our will, our imagination, our intellect, and our emotion. So if I'm going to change in that area, I need to see God's word into my life. Not just on Sunday. I need this word on a daily basis. I have to have the intake of the seed of the word. If I'm going to conform and change to the image of my Savior, it's not going to be done in one setting. It's not going to happen. And we know this to be a fact, that people have come to church year after year after year after year and not changed. Now, nudge your neighbor said, I think he's talking about you again. <laughs> I know, I know you're intimidated by that, right? Yes. <laughs> but we're talking about now what Jesus wanted now. Now, keep in mind, listen, heaven is going to, Jerusalem is coming to the earth. We're going to go to heaven, but we are not staying there. So it was never God's intent for us to be in heaven forever. It was his intent now to impact our life with the king, the system of the kingdom, so that we can make impact and influence in this earth for him to be glorified, his goodness to be declared, and that the work of the Holy Spirit can be in operation and the work of the devil destroyed. You should give the Lord a big round of applause for that. The seed principle. This is how the kingdom works. The kingdom is like a seed. And if you want true transformation, you want to love the people you don't love. 
You need the seed of the word. I need to see God's love into me because I can't will love. I can't fake it. You know, after a while, you can only act for so long. T.D. Jake said if Hollywood ever lost actors, all, he to, all they need to do is come to the church. Because <laughs> we can pretend to be in love and not. You need to see the other word. How many of y'all getting this so far? I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I'm watching. So he says the source. So here now. I believe that you and I should be the primary source of our life based on Proverbs 24, 23, where it says, guard your affection, guard your heart. For out of the heart, out of the spirit, because our spirit is really the field for the word of God, comes the issues of life. Now, nudge the person and say, yeah, he's talking about you right now because I know you got a lot of issues. <laughs> Just say amen. Nobody know I'm talking about you. Just say amen. But then there are secondary uh, sores in our life. And you and I have to give access to those sores. Like Pastor Chris or myself or a parent or authority figure that you respect. You have to give them the access to sow into your life. And you need to be careful who sows. For whatever is sold, it got to come up. For whatever you sow, you shall what? So if you buy into an ideology that is contrary to the kingdom of God, guess what? It's coming up. It's coming up. It will be displayed because it's been sown. Because the seed works now. How many are you getting this so far? So you have to decide. You have to decide if Chris, Pastor Chris, is really the man of God that God has given to you to sow truths of the kingdom into your life. You have to make that decision. And then when you do make that decision, you have to buy into it. You got to embrace that. You got to come attentive to what he's saying. You got to come with paper pen and ask questions. Somebody say amen. amen. You got to make that decision. And if you see this, you got to make that decision. I'm the man that's supposed to see the truth of God's word into your life. Does this make sense? Because you give that access. Amen? Amen. Children have to make up their mind that their parents are really telling the truth. Except when it comes to, you know, uh, Santa Claus and uh, Easter Bunny and stuff like that. Okay, we forgive you. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Because you're going to give someone access to soul. People are radicalized, not just through Islam now, but even in America. They are radicalized because they allow someone to sow an ideology. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. So who's the sower of your life? Who have you given access to soul into your life? Now, we pretty much have identified the seed, right? Seed is God's word. That's the parable. That's what the parable is about. That Jesus came to bring the seed of God's word so that it can be seeded into your life. And then he talked about the soil. And he gives four types of soil. Is that right? I like to define them like this if this is okay. And I'm almost there. Oh, God, yes, I am. <laughs> so if I allow the sower to sow, 
If I'll give the sower access to sow, the seed of the word of God, then the soil now is what's going to determine the results. And Jesus identified the wayward ground, the stony ground, the thorny ground, and the good ground. We want the good ground, right? But many times we're not there yet. So here's here's how I identify it. That there are four types of people normally in church. There's the closed-minded people. They're the wayward ground. They hear the word, but it's, it's not penetrating because their mind is already made up. You already, you're just going through a religious routine. You ain't planning on change. Somebody say amen. Y'all was happy for a moment there. Okay, I can tell when you want me to move on. All right. There's the closed-minded people. They have no intention of allowing the seed of the word to get inside. Then there's the confused mind. That's the stony ground. You know, they don't know where they want to stand. They don't know if they want to be a Christian one moment or be in the world the next moment. They're confused. Are you listening? Stony ground. They get happy when they hear, oh, that was a good word. But as soon as they leave the church, get to the parking lot. You know, they're ready to fire up, plan their next drink. What club we going to? Somebody say amen. Do, y'all don't club still, do you? Do you still? <laughs> then there's the cluttered mind. Now, if you don't understand clutter, just look at your closet. The clutter mind is one that's worried, anxious about everything. They worry about everything. Everything is a problem. It's just making sense. Now, you got to determine what soil you are. Because the Bible says that the seed of God's word fell on good ground. It produced. (laughs) It produced. It brought. The change. Go to Isaiah quickly. Isaiah 55. And I'm, 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 I'm finished. Isaiah 55. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> Jesus. My members are shaking their head like, yeah, <laughs> this is good. We should come to grace every Sunday. Isaiah 55, he said, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Amen. Nor are my ways your ways, said the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts in your thoughts. For as the rain and the snow cometh down from heaven and do not return there without, without watering the earth and making it to bear and sprout, so will my word be which goes forth out of my mouth, it shall not return to me void. See, if it's good ground, it will bring transformation. Are you listening? You just got to determine what, what soil am I? And then if you determine that, then you got to, if you close mind, then you got to become open. You got to become epitha, like Jesus said. You got to become open to God's way, God's word, God's will in your life. 
And if you're confused, you then have to get on a path now where this word is being seated, where it can settle you. It can settle you in the things of God where you're not wishy-washy. You're not lukewarm. This is making sense. And if you're cluttered, your mind is cluttered. The word has the power to bring clarity, to bring organization to our mind. He whose mind is stayed on the Lord, I will keep in perfect peace. You just got to be open to the seeding of God's way. How God wants to seed the kingdom into our lives. And when you and I do so, when you and I do so, we, are tra- we will be transformed in our minds, in our thoughts, in our action, in our words. Because the power of God's word is able now to conform you and I and change you and I to the image of his dear son. And that's really what he's looking for. He wants you and I to mirror Jesus. And Jesus said it this way. If you've seen the father, you've seen me. They should say that of you and I. If you want to know what God is doing and how God is, just look at us, his children. 